people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animate chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Listen up, fanboy! This is the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Wow. And here is your host, Mr. Derek McCaw, coming to you quasi-live recording at Cafe Stritch, 374 South First Street. That's right. San Jose. We, well, you gotta, because we go among all the little communities around here, but yes, we are in downtown San Jose on St. Patrick's Day, uh, in the, in the magic hour before everyone really comes out to drink. We're dressed in green. You're uh, dressed wait, in green. Wait, wait, no, Rick's not. Pinch no, no. him, pinch him. Uh, but uh, but uh, Ow, Na- Nate's and I are representing. So 374 South First Street in the Sofa District, across the street from the California Theater. And we are very grateful to the Borgenhagens for hosting us here, allowing us to sit in the back and have some chicken and waffles. This place is really shaping up. That menu and up there is amazing. Uh, you know what I, I, I want to say? Uh, it's almost like they're sponsoring us, but they're not really. They're just letting us sit here. And the one thing that they had said in the newspaper articles about them was, you know, they were trying to be more medium price fair. And I've got to say, uh, you just had dinner for lunch, and but for a re- but but truly a reasonable oh, yeah. price. Um, so I've got to say, this is a, a, a great fun place to hang out. Nice ambiance. Love, love the atmosphere, and the menu just looks fantastic. So if you're looking for some place to get a nice thing of mac and cheese and a glass of wine for around ten bucks, if you're one place. of those people that puts those things together oh, God, and are allowed don't? outside the house, <laughs> is it a white or red wine that goes with mac and cheese? Yes. Okay, thank you. Uh, so, anyway, but we are doing it. I just had the chicken and waffles, and I have a feeling since we uh, plan to record here from time to time, if not. All the time, um, that uh, I'll be I'll be going down the menu and sampling a lot of things. But I'm looking at like the breakfast thing, and I'd like to come here on a Sunday and actually try breakfast because breakfast looks like, wow, my God, what a great price! I, I sorry to, to just gush about You're that. Gushing about the price, but what? But, a, it's true. but I am, I, I am because I when I can go to when I go to Carl's Jr. and feel dissatisfied for eight bucks, yeah, um, to come here and <laughs> feel satisfied for eight bucks. And there's a dissonance there. I'm like, this is the place to Dude, come. Dude, you had a you had a you had chicken and waffles. You could have split that easily with another person and still come away satisfied. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I probably should have, <laughs> but that's because I'm heavy, uh, not because it was bad. It was very good. It was very good. And uh, so, if you've gotten this far, stay with us, will you? We're going to talk about some comics. We're going to talk about some movies. We're going to talk about some TV rumors. Even a little bit. We're going to talk a little video game today. We because mm-hmm. because Rick got flummoxed by I Disney Infinity. So we're going to talk literally about these games. So um, anyway. Uh, so, should we start with comics, or shall I say, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe, please rate us, please tell your friends, absolutely. Listen to us on the Stitcher app. Again, spread the word. Find us at www.fanboyplanet.com. That is fine with me, too. And if you feel the urge to kick in over on Amazon, and I should mention um, that we are, of course, still sponsored by, quasi-sponsored by Sparks, the graphic novel, which... 
is only available on Amazon, so you might as well. If you were one of those people that saw the world premiere and are thinking, I'd like to read the graphic novel. I'm going to get a copy of that. And you missed this. It's in my office. I keep forgetting to bring it to you. Uh, But you missed the signing at Elusive, which was uh, that and the signing at Krypton Comics last Saturday in Omaha, Nebraska. Those are the only two brick-and-mortar stores that had copies of it. Everything else, it's only through Amazon. You can buy a digital copy for $14. The Amazon hard copy is $20, and it is available on the Fanboy Planet website. So check it out. And, uh, of course, you can kick over to PayPal as well. That's all right. I just uh, worked on my taxes last night. I'd really like some help. Uh, (laughs) So I've seen... What I've spent. Wow. <laughs> but you're happy about spending that. Oh, I am. Don't get me wrong. I'm a happy it's an idiot. Investment. But that's not the. <laughs> yeah. I've been investing in this for 12 years now. For God's sake, somebody show us the love. All right. So, anyway, we're going to talk comics. So, let's uh, start off with comics. Let me bring up uh, uh, the fabulous uh, note here. Okay, comics. Do you know, by the way, speaking of digital, we were just saying Amazon is where you can download uh, Sparks, Sparks digitally. The, it's not available through Comixology, and this week <laughs> I'd say that was is. a good thing because <laughs> because nothing they was came available. no they came back but but Marvel broke Comixology at the same time of tr- as trying to really do a big push on their digital comics unlimited. Wait a minute, it all makes sense. Now. That was that was not a big push. That was a huge, humongous push. Right, but then at South by Southwest. They announced that they were doing uh, a series of, what do they call that, Infinite Comics? Yes. Uh, so to, to get Guardians of the Galaxy going. So those were going to be free. And then they kind of played like you know Steve Jobs and went, oh, and one more thing. Or because it was Joe Quesada, oh, and one more thing. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to uh, offer 700 first issues for free for three days right. on Comixology. right. Well, within three hours, they'd broken <laughs> all the servers. See, I was smart enough that I, I knew they were going to go under server lo- over- overload. And I've done this before, so I just registered ownership. I didn't try and download anything. Right, okay. But, you know, for a lot of people who heard it and then it shows up, it's like, this is a perfect time to try Comixology. And don't get me wrong. Of the services that I have tried, and I have not tried as many as, as Rick, and, and, I, and I counted on Rick to tell me, don't do digital comics unlimited. <laughs> um, I like Comixology. I really, honestly, wish I had an iPad and not just an iPhone because my eyes are old and weak, and uh, I would like to read bigger. But as far as as being able to download the convenience of having them, having the comics in such a wide selection, and the occasionally great sales show up. Like this this week, they had a sale on IDW's Rocketeer. Well, I already had those in hard copy, but. Uh, if I was someone trying to tell someone, read these Rocketeer revivals, it was like 99 cents an issue. That was a good price. I've caught up on Dark Shadows uh, because they had the graphic novel yeah. collection of, gra- of Dark Shadows on this. And I have uh, the Iron Man Extremis on here that cost me six the bucks. Extremist Virus the series. The Extremist Virus uh, miniseries, the six issues yeah. that that was. Good yeah, so book. They're, they're, That's a great book and great art. Great art, and then what comicsology does. It? No, 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 it's Addy Granoff. Ah, okay. Uh, but, it's, but regardless, it's it's just... Well done. It's a good service. I completely understand the rush. I did not. I did not catch it because I'm like but I'm servers running out of room can on only this. do so they much. They can only do so much. But uh, along among those 700s were like 
one shots. It wasn't just yeah. first issues of series. Things you might not have bought because it, it wasn't on it your pull list. It wasn't like buying the DC New 52 omnibus <laughs> of first issues. Uh-huh. It was legitimate one shots that had a, an impact on continuity, right? And that you might have really wanted. And then they had they reached deep into they did some deep cuts yeah. on this. So I mean, it was uh, Spider Man number one and Amazing Fantasy number fifteen were both included. Oh my gosh! So you know it's. It was done with good intentions, but as often happens in the tech world, somebody didn't quite think it through. The consequences of server loading's an art. What if somebody? What if somebody really uh, takes us up on this? (laughs) I don't know. We'll worry about it when we get there. What if they like us? (laughs) (laughs) We shall. Okay. Yeah. So before we leave that, I want to. I want to. I want to. Comicsology is back up, so let's not put a headline. Comicsology is broken. No, because we love. They were broken for a little bit, temporarily. But everyone assumes that you can only use these things on an iPad, and that's not true because they have readers for Android. And if you want to save some money, and they do have a reader for the PC, don't they? They do have a. I can't say that they have because I've not used it. Um, Okay, but. My computer's just too big. So no, that's I think, why I need I, the I'm iPad. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm, I'm so again. Sure if someone wants to uh, kick in, I, on, I've uh, used PayPal it on the Macintosh. I haven't the used it for an iPad. That'd be wonderful. But the the thing is, no, you you can get some real bargains on Android tablets up to like 10 inches, which is perfect for reading comics, and for like two thirds to a half of what it costs to get the low end iPad, you could get a good comic book. But reader. I might feel like a trader. I mean, would my iPhone? And an Android tablet. Get Just along. keep your iPhone in your pocket, Mister. Okay, so that's what it would be. It would be like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm afraid of. I just. I don't want to. I don't want to cross platforms. It's like crossing streams. I saw that in Ghostbusters. You're just going to get it for. They comic said reading. it was bad, but then when it, it won't actually lead happened, to anything it was good. else. Yeah, that was in ironic. theory. It was going to be bad, but then when yeah. they did it, it was like, oh, we won. Well, no, it's actually a good thing to have two two uh, platforms uh, in your in your uh, wheelhouse, for example, because some apps just aren't available on iPad, iPhone that are available on Android. So. Okay, you you may have convinced me on yeah. that. Maybe I'm easily swayed because I'm I'm full on these delicious cafe stretch. Chicken and waffles. <laughs> you do have a glow about you. And then you gave me a short glass of something. I'm not sure what it is, but it's delicious. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Apple juice. juice. Can I have? Uh, yeah, <laughs> chicken and waffles. And do they serve angry Irishmen? Uh, no, that's a, I. I just had, had uh, yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not prepared for St. Patrick's Day. This is so relaxed. This is my kind of St. Patrick's Day. We sit around and talk comics, but only characters that are green. We will come back to that. <laughs> Sorry, um, and uh, DC this uh, not this week, but I guess we just haven't caught up to it. Has is going to change the the title of our favorite book? Sarcasm <laughs> is cutting <laughs> the flesh. Batman and Robin. Rick, no. Oh, that'd be good too. Rick and I love, of course, the Phantom Stranger. We love the Phantom Stranger, and uh, <clears throat> although I, I heard that Dan DiDio is leaving it, and there will be just James De, De Mateus, so maybe. Yeah. Except this move. He's going to wake up and it was all a dream. This move hurts me. Sandman shows up. That it's going to be called uh, Trinity of Sin, the Phantom Stranger. That's lovely. To go along with the launch of Trinity of Sin, Pandora. That that rules out any kid's mother letting them buy this book. Trinity of Sin. Mom, can I get another issue of Trinity of Sin? Well, I I do want to say that at least. How's that going to sell in Utah, for example? well, that's okay. Uh, the, the, my memory of the Phantom Stranger in the seventies was the covers of the Phantom Stranger were, were the kind of thing where your mom really didn't want you to buy that book anyway. Um, you know, he's a dapper man, a dapper man who'd say, "Come with me, for I am the Phantom Stranger." 
with candy. And, <laughs> and, uh, he has a, a panel. That van. was only one issue. It was a <laughs> drove around the Stranger Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, I have Xbox thirty years before it exists, um, and. Uh, uh, so it was always, you know, because that's, that's my, again, when you go back and you read some of those 70s horror comics and you're like, my mom was right to think I should Those were great. You had the Scooby-Doo group with him. Those no, were awesome. No, 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 no. But I mean, the 70s horror comics was in it, general. Was it when Lilith? You read, the, when uh, you read the 70s, uh, Talia. Ooh. I think it was something like that. It was, yeah. It was a Tala. 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 Um, but uh, no, I'm just saying that horror comics in general, not just Phantom Stranger, but like Tomb of Dracula and yeah. even Son of Satan. Well, the fact that there Son was a book called Son of Satan and that was in the mainstream Marvel universe, you go, the 70s were an interesting time was. where apparently parents weren't paying attention to what their children were doing. And apparently the comics code didn't apply to Satan. Uh, no, yeah, for some strange reason. Well, because he was actively fighting against Satan. Oh. Yes. Even though he was kind of a D-bag himself. Well, he was more of a D-bag later in the early incarnation. Oh, no, 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 I know I have them. I've been rereading them. No, he's he's pretty much a D-bag in the early stuff, too. You just don't notice. It's just he's, like just everybody loves him, but then he's like really arrogant and says these just awful yeah, things. Yeah, he's much more a D-bag now, though. Yeah, it depends on who's writing him. Because, like, so. I, I did think that in uh, Journey into Mystery with Kid Loki, yeah. he, he, was, he was kind of charming. Because you could understand why he was upset with Loki all the time. Who wouldn't be? But you know, it's. Uh, but let me not distract from the Trinity of Sin. Yes, <laughs> which of course leaves there's a Trinity of Sin Pandora coming, which I think I just mentioned, and then then we must have a third book because it is a Trinity, and that is of course Trinity of Sin, Amazing Man. But uh, wow, <laughs> I kid for those. Wait who, a minute, Amazing Man's Marvel. No, no, Amazing Man is uh, DC. Stephen Marvel Man. Marvel. Thinking of Forbish Man. Yes, they. Uh, I do understand the confusion. No, amazing man who found the found the helmet with an M on right. it. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> um, I love that book. I miss that book so much. Uh, anyway, no, it'll be Trinity of Sin. The question, and so I'm a little behind on Phantom Stranger. And Rick tells me that that the question appeared as Vic Sage. It was a it was a Vic Sage blue suit overcoat and uh, and no featureless face mask. Um, but he was making references to, uh, but no Professor Rodor. No, there was. He was just in there um, at the end of the battle between uh, the Spectre and the Phantom Stranger. No, I did read that. Okay, so I did catch up. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I, I I'm still annoyed. Yeah. And, and you know, one of the reasons why is, and I'm waiting for DC should pick this up. I don't. I, I just picked up at a Recycled Bookstore, your favorite place. Uh, a ha- uh, I do half like price that. of the Steve Ditko. We got to make sure that that one's really one of my favorite places. I know, I know it is. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> uh, it's so hard to tell with my voice. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, sarcasm. This sarcasm. is a podcast. How do we flash a sign that says sincere? <laughs> um, I'll chime in. When okay. It. When I'm sincere, I am sincere right now. Went to Recycled Bookstore. And got the Steve Ditko Omnibus Volume One, which they have has, a ton of graphic novels which, there, which has Very the complete run price. of Shade the Changing Man Excellent. and Stalker. And so I'm I'm very excited to go to be now, rereading Stalker all that. Stalker sounds like he ought to be in the Trinity of Sin. Well, Stalker's the man with the stolen soul. Yes, it makes perfect sense. But you know why? You know why he's not in the in the Trinity of Sin? 
because I just said it made perfect sense okay. that he would be in there. Yes. Um, instead, let's take take one character no one's ever heard of, who we all believe historically and mythologically is innocent and got an unfair rap. Yes. And then let's just screw with the Phantom Stranger because that will upset me. And the question, who was such great? Uh, never mind. But anyway, <laughs> did you uh, notice? Did, did you I notice? would like to see DC or whoever has the rights. Let's get an omnibus that actually includes the. Steve Ditko's original work on the question. Yes. And let's get the original Blue Beetle oh, that'd work. Oh, be great stuff. Let's get that all gathered up. And I think... I mean, even even the re- reboot of the question was awesome work. I mean, but, uh, yeah, and I don't know if you've noticed this over at Dark Horse, and I have to track this down. Not the, the pre-52, right. pre-pre. Right, right, right. I know yeah. what you mean. But, uh, but Dark Horse has quietly launched a parallel Charlton line. Nice. They have the Black Beetle and the Answer. So those awesome. two are, titles are going right now. I have not read them Did they yet, team up? but I noticed this and went, hmm, I made the Nate noise there, and thought, I want to check those out because, hmm. Yeah. Uh, Black Beetle seems a little noirish. Um, I like the artist. Uh, it's an Italian artist, Francesco Nabillo or something like that. Um, I've seen his work on DC occasionally, but there's not a lot of room for it in the new 52 because it's not... This is actually really good artwork. Um, and I don't know who's doing the answer, but uh, but I just thought it's funny. So we'll have to check that out, and maybe that'll be homework for the next couple of weeks. One thing about the um, the Phantom Stranger, did you notice that they're starting to show the chain, the coins around his neck with more detail? So they actually showed up as like Roman coins with Roman faces on it, not just, no. not just ambiguous discs. That must be about the artist. Must be the latest. latest and you know what? Show. I'm not paying attention. I'm just yeah. so I'm annoyed with it in general. I, 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 was I mean, as you pointed out on, on uh, your Facebook, you went ahead and bought. I'm, I'm so sorry I missed it. That was the one regular Mattel Maddie Collectors Club figure that I wanted to get was the Phantom Stranger. Right. Maybe it's still available. I got mine on eBay. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm part of the Collectors Club thanks to the Dr. Manhattan figure that came in this week. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Um, I'm getting those Watchmen figures I was promised 13 years ago at the first Comic-Con I ever attended. Uh, they were beautiful. And uh, so, anyway, the, the, the Phantom, Phantom Stranger, Stranger there isn't the, it's the modern medallion. one. It's the medallion. It's the one that I like, the one that I would have relaunched if you would ask me, Dan DiDio, and it would have made it a fun character that people would have bought. I'm sorry. But it's really cool because it's... That was a it's, serious it's, voice. It's obviously, that was my serious voice. That was it's obviously sincere. not the Trinity of Sin, Doctor uh, Phantom Stranger, but on the back it's got the write-up from the Trinity of Sin. So. Oh, well, you know. So you just yeah. leave that to the wall. They don't know. It's, a, it's, well, it's the Trinity of Misunderstanding yes. is what it really is. Forgive me because he would. Why, yes, he would have. The Trinity of Simply Misunderstood. Is Same. this supposed to be some sort of sales boost idea where like vibe is not just vibe it's justice league's vibe well i think that was the the thought was that if you uh i saw a little blurb today on comics beat this morning that justice league number one justice was, league of america justice, or the, justice league number one the uh the jim lee jeff, jeff johns relaunch yeah. whatever a year and a half ago two years ago yeah uh was the highest selling book dc had had since 1996 Okay, which so it, makes sense. So it does the book in '96. Was it one of the Superman uh, probably death books? J- probably JLA. Yeah, it was Superman Blue and Superman Red. Oh yes, um, and Superman's over. Um, and uh, no, and so it does make sense that they would want to paint those things. They're flailing again. Sales have gone down a little bit. They're flailing. I wonder why. I mean, the Bat books. I think sales probably really bo- did boost because of the death of Damien. Uh, but uh, 
And those are quality books, and those are the books that are selling steadily. They're not like a huge bu- a bunch of people are coming on board. Uh, you know, I think the thing is, like with with Batman, it would be an example of a character of a title that's like, well, people come and go, and they come back and they go away because Batman's always Batman. He's always recognizably no matter what, and even in the New Fifty Two, obviously. Yeah. As I listened to that Fat Man on Batman interview with Scott Snyder, how he said it was basically like, you know, you're allowed to keep whatever you want, and they just kind of went, well, why would we get rid of anything? You know, except that. We've got to change the way the costume looks because Mr. Lee, and then they have to genuflect when they say that, uh, Mr. Lee redesigned them all. So, um, yeah, which leads us into the Batman and Robin, shall we? This, the Trinity of Sin is yes. just kind of like sense, build us towards another event, and events sell comics. Because that's the other reality, too. I'm not going to, I can't, we can't rail against it. Even though people have event fatigue, events sell comics. It's just the way the way it is. We know that that's worked for Marvel. Events work on our addiction. Yes, it's like getting the really good stuff. Yeah, for a little bit, it's so cold. And then realizing it's not. That no, it's good. your regular drug only works if you buy three supplemental drugs to go along with it. Well, that's probably where I'm at right now. Yeah, yeah you know, because a Coke Zero, not enough without <laughs> chocolate chip bacon cookie. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Doug Tucker, who's probably not listening, but God bless you again, man, for those chocolate chip bacon cookies. All right. Uh, so, Batman and Robin, uh, which we had Mick Ray on episode 300. Yep. And uh, I should put up a thing. We have an autographed copy of Batman and Robin 17, the silent issue. 18. 18? Is that 18? Yeah. I thought it was 17. Okay, no, I'm sorry. 15. Well, whatever. The one that's already into its second, possibly third printing. Uh, we have a first printing signed by the inker, Mick Gray. If you haven't picked up... Who, now, by the way, has ma- magni- one of the ma- most magnificent artists... Sig- so clean, artist signature on the cover. <laughs> You're like, his autograph is so nice. And, ah, oh, that's old school cartoony. Yes. That's nice. Um, so we have a copy. And we'll uh, I'll put that up uh, for a giveaway on our site. Uh, at fanboyplanet.com. At fanboyplanet.com. Indeed. Uh, because it was, it was a beautiful book. It is. And it's not something where you really have to have read everything. There's not really that many callbacks to previous story. You need to know. At this yeah. point, you all know you that Robin know. died. Exactly. Yeah. That's all you need to That's know. That's all you to, need to know. To look at and it's this just, book. It's a beautiful book. It's well plotted for, no, for having no lyric to it. Um, no lyric? Yeah. I, I think no written words. Prose? No text? <laughs> I think of it as a lyric in a piece of... I was going to say <laughs> that uh, in terms of... Allow me to be poetic. When you talk about... Uh, that would still be verse to it then. Uh, no. Uh, that, that what Mick was talking about, about how the emotion is so strong in that book overall, and that Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason really work in tandem. And I think, as always, uh, one of the things that makes Mick Gray so fantastic is he always downplays his contribution. Always. Like, he loves comics, but I need to point out... He always out, calls out to his, his He always calls out to, first. The, to the artist first. And it's like, and yes, that, that, is, that is true. He may be on the last... You know, he may be the last phase of it or whatever, but it, but it... Uh, Patrick Gleason's pencils would not work as beautifully without Mick Gray's inks. and the, luscious... You know, yeah, they're fantastic. He's he's a workman. He's one of those guys like Terry Austin in the eighties. Like you always knew subconsciously that the book looked better. You might not have recognized the style. I don't think feel like there's a Mick Gray style of inking as opposed to like Klaus Jansen. You, when Klaus Jansen inked a yeah. book, you always knew Klaus you Jansen knew had taken Jansen. over. Um, but but that's the, it's like it's invisible yet enhancing so beautifully, and that is a book. That 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 particular issue is totally what 
at the best of an artist collaboration can be. Obviously, uh, Peter J. Tomasi is writing out a lot of emotional beats and explaining things, and but letting that trusting that artist to run with it. But there are no, there is no need for words, and so it's just it is it's rare that you see a book done silently like that, at least in a mainstream superhero title done that well there are you know there are classic comics strips that are done that way and there are occasional but to be able to take that character and tell that story and show the emotional reaction of so many now dc because they need to sell books are going to do a requiem on every damn book in the bat even if it doesn't mention damien right you know but it's all covered right in that one. Batman yeah. and Robin shows That's everybody that it matters to for me. You know, yeah. I don't need to see anything more than that than those than the, that grief. And we can kind of tell. I mean, we know what's happening in a couple of issues as far as it's Batman and mm-hmm. Red Robin, and then Batman and Red Hood for the yeah. next two. I think it is okay. And we don't know quite know where they're going after that, but it's gonna. Uh, we did get Mick did say that Batman's basically going to go through the phases of. The being affected by death, which yeah. are you know the stages denial, of grief, stages, yeah, of, grief, stages yeah. of grief, right? Um, so, Anger would definitely be Red Hood, yeah, yeah, so. probably. So we're, we'll uh, see how that goes. Yeah, I definitely picked that up. Uh, well, well worth it. And now uh, Nate got excited. There's, there's a sensational new character find of 2013 showed up in The Walking Dead. Oh, yes, Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Has so, arrived. So who is Ezekiel? Tell us a little bit of the, of the background, the setup. Who begat him? <laughs> Jehoshaphat. <laughs> uh, so currently in The Walking Dead, you've got this new big bad guy, Negan, who has a community, and then there's uh, another community on a hilltop that's kind of... It's a city on a hill? The the city on the hill is not where Ezekiel is. Oh, okay, right. But there's like a they're good good people at the hilltop, and then you got Negan who's kind of going around. He's kind of like this warlord. The hilltop are the ones that they went to go help originally before they yes. realized how bad Negan. They went was. to help out with the Negan problem, thinking, right. "Oh, we'll take care of this guy, and then we'll be able to do we'll be able to be your protectors, kind of like the protectors for the people at the hilltop, and you guys will give us supplies. Okay, and stuff. okay. So Negan is kind of like, oh, we're taking fifty percent of everything you have, and we're going to be jerks. So then this guy from the hilltop, Jesus, uh, seriously, yes, Jesus is in the city on the hill. Yes. Okay. Uh, Subtle. He's a good fighter. He's sneaky. So he's come with Rick to kind of. Do some Rick Grimes, not Rick Brettschneider, who is right, not right. a fictional character <laughs> as well. I am sneaky. Oh, we know. So he's trying to infiltrate we Negan's uh, compound, and he's like, "All right, Rick, I think it's time for you to meet Ezekiel." So they go to Ezekiel's town, and Ezekiel is like, uh, "Does he say he's the king?" Yes, I'm not. I'm not. A no, I saw, I saw, I, so I saw the oh, pages. I saw the pages. I read the graphic novels. I read. I saw oh, the pages. The so ones. Ezekiel is is a town with armor. People are like knights in shining armor. Yeah, yeah, and they ride horses. They're, they're doing a medieval feudal thing. Wow. And, and so the Ezekiel, atomic knights. So Ezekiel is the king, and they have a big fence. You know, like a it's like a, a feudal. gate. They have to yeah. go through the gate. So Ezekiel has a tiger, pet tiger. Awesome! Wow. And, and uh, they're riding giant he used Dalmatians. To be a stage magician. Call back. Call forward. Yes. <laughs> well, we don't know what he was. 
But yeah, so he's the he's the leader of this. It turns other out community. he is Siegfried, <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> and uh, we're going from there. He doesn't like Negan either. He's, okay. He needs to get rid of the Negan problem. Excellent. It is. It is a, it, that character. Uh, just like uh, when uh, he looks like George Clinton. George wow. Clinton and the P Funk All Stars. Yes. 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 I did. I, yeah. 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 It's the kind of char- the character description that makes me go, yes, I think I'm going to have to uh, to catch up because it seems like a very <laughs> up-my-alley kind of, ooh, good, now it's gone crazy. Yeah. What happened to because Kirkland? there are zombies, so everyone <laughs> should be nuts. Well, I mean, you know, the crazy that's been has been sort of like, well, that's understandable. Yeah. That's understandable. Rick, no spoilers here, you know, Rick talking on a toy phone to his dead wife. <laughs> that's a crazy I can understand. Yeah. Becoming a feudal lord <laughs> and keeping a pet tiger. And does he say uh, does it, Sarmoti? Is it? I don't. I didn't That's the magic word that. of uh, Siegfried and Roy. But no. were, were they? Um, <laughs> were they like Siegfried and Roy? Like, masters of the impossible. Were they like uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, the guys that dress up in, in medieval armor, armor now for SCA. SCAs. Were they like creative anachronism people who had the armor on hand or? Does it say? Do they I'm say? I'm trying to think. They did have some kind of armor and like. Uh, I saw a picture with a guy with a lance on a horse. Yeah. Did yeah. he? I see. I and feel he had like he armor. Did have like he, a flag he, yes, on the he, armor. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. He was yeah. totally. There are people. There are people out there who have sets of armor, and they. they I mean, you know, this is one of those moments. Let me just exclude. It's cute when Rick talks like he's not one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called again? <laughs> yeah, I you don't know. know. Good and well, Rick. The Institute for Imaginative. <laughs> you want to know some place that, that puts our local guys to shame? Though, when I was in Germany two years ago, they had there was a there was basically a big. Uh, Do you know why gaming convention? Do you know why? Because Rick? they had it there originally. <laughs> because they still have the actual castles and armor. <laughs> yes, but they they're fabricating new plate armor, and you can go and buy this stuff at the stores. How much did it cost you? I uh, <laughs> it wouldn't a couple have, bucks. I couldn't have gotten it back on the plane <laughs> yeah. to come back. Oh, but you could have it shipped. Uh, could have for 2014 next time. Iron Brett. Yeah. Okay. Clanking <laughs> uh, in. Okay, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to uh, movies. Uh, speaking of magic, if you want to go ahead and say this, is that uh, the movie that opened this last weekend that would be of interest, I think, to our constituency would be the incredible Burt Wonderstone, um, which was written by the geeky kid from Freaks and Geeks, um, whose name is always escaping me. Seth Rogen? No, 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 no. The geeky one. He was a freak. Uh, oh, I didn't watch uh, the, the one who was the lead, was uh, the little kid who's now like. Uh, Tall and uh, Michael Sarah. No, no, he wasn't in that show at all. Oh, he wasn't uh, born then. Would you uh, do the research while I talk about this? McLovin. Sure. Uh, no, he wasn't in that show either. Oh. Uh, but anyway, it's about two Vegas magicians who have grown up as friends and a team, uh, and but uh, played by Steve Carell and Steve Buscemi, and uh, it started off very promising. By really being kind of almost like a, a heartwarming but funny story about the kid who finds acceptance and friendship by doing magic. And then one of the things that I, is honestly, to sound like I'm on a soapbox, I don't mean to, but that they turn the corner of actually like starting to create their own tricks when they're kids and, and really working on this stuff. And it's like, oh, that was cool. You know, it's like encouraging creativity. And then you flash forward like 20 years later and they're bored with their act. They're bored with each other. And as the incredible Burt Wonderstone is bored with his life. Now, I don't know, honestly, how much 
uh, a movie about magicians. It, it still fascinates me, but do people like that Vegas magician? Is that really just kind of? Well, a, don't they have kind of the like the Vegas Flash magicians too? Yeah. Isn't well, that like, well, that's the thing. Is uh, Jim Carrey is a rival street magician who's like a combination of David Blaine and yeah. Mind Chris Angel, Chris Angel Mind Freak. They call him. Uh, he's something great. Steve Gray. Steve Brain Gray. Rapist. And wow. <laughs> and so, that sounds like Carrie said, no, I don't like that name. Here's my name. <laughs> um, it was, and, and I thought, I've watched a couple of episodes of Mind Freak. I was like sick one afternoon and just like, oh, it's on. I'll see what it's all about. And like actually sat through like a little marathon and went, this is interesting. And they take it the next step and it's like, and, and the magic that they, that, the brain rapist does isn't magic it's all stunts it's like david blaine was like i'm just gonna stand here for mm. you know 12 hours and so they do like you know the the brain rapist is gonna hold his urine for 12 days <laughs> he's like no i gotta go you know and it's like and people are like yeah brain rapist woo, woo, woo. and it's uh so it, it's it was an interest it was trying to make some interesting things about the difference between w- truly wonder Versus, you know, are you just freaking people out, or are people really dazzled? And, and what's the difference there? John Francis Daly. Daly. Yes, that's what I'm looking at, thinking of. John Francis Daly shows up as a as a paramedic at one point. Uh, you know, talented writer. It, it, it's it's an interesting idea. It's not quite there, but it was entertaining enough. I hate to say for March. But definitely, you know, it, well, I mean, that's the truth. It, it's like. It's a dead period. You know, and the other thing is that, that's really hurting me, if I can say, Oz the Great and Powerful. I was listening to uh, Behind the Magic, the uh, Disney podcast, uh, and this is like in March. You know, Oz the Great and Powerful made $80 million in its opening weekend, uh, or whatever the actual. T- it, around there was what was uh, Chris Garcia mentioned on episode 300. And Alice in Wonderland, two years ago, had done like 120, something like a big, huge thing. And they said, uh, and then they had to go, but a lot of people worried about Oz because, you know, this is where John Carter opened last week, last year, and Oz the Great and Powerful has now made more in its opening weekend than John Carter did in its entire theatrical run. And I still want, where's the asterisk that says, by the way, it was a good movie that Disney screwed up the marketing on. Right, you know? what's, what's <laughs> the name of the, the wiz- wizard's got a name, um, uh, Oz. No, 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 no. It's the, his real name when he's in... in Oscar Zoroaster something. It's a long thing. But wouldn't it be great if that had been the title? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you had just called it Oscar Zoroaster, well, I don't think it would have done well no. either. No. Uh, Speaking of John Carter... Still bitter. You'd better be saying something positive. I am. Uh, it was on something last time I was in L.A. on some channel... And I made Tiffany watch it. And at first she's like, oh, I don't want to see this. I heard it was dumb. And I was John like, Carter? just watch yeah. yeah, just watch it. She loved it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be one of those movies that years from now people are going to go, why did this tank? Yeah. No, there's still, there's still an active group of people that just won't give up on the fact that they want another, a sequel movie. Well, did and you now see? that we got the Laura Mars thing going through, which... Uh, Veronica, Veronica Mars, Mars, not Laura Mars. The eyes, eyes of Laura, Laura Mars. Mars. I want that to come person. back. I want a sequel. No. Did you see friend of the program John Lehman's tweet? No. About Veronica Mars Kickstarter? He's like, oh, it's going to just be called Veronica because apparently you can't have Mars in the title <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> That's great. Well, he writes that IDW book, Attacks, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, I didn't see that. I wish I had because then I would have gone, right on, Brother Layman. Right on. 
but yes, and to speak of that, that's the next, the big news of the week in movies and self-funding. And what gets lost, and I'm sorry, I apologize because I have not had the time to do the journalism. And this upsets me when, it, when it's like, I've got all these thoughts in my head and no time to write it out until we sit down at this table and have this conversation. But the Veronica Mars, Rob Thomas, no, that's Rob Thomas is the uh, singer, isn't he, from like Matchbox 20 or I something? I think so. Yeah, is it Rob? But he's Rob Thomas. Is it's a different Rob Thomas? Is the creator of Veronica Mars? I think I um, Rob something. Anyway, he and Kristen Bell had talked, and they've been talking with Warner. And this is what people are missing: is that Warner is completely supporting this uh, this thing, Warner Digital. Yeah, they, gave, they give the blessing before they're, they're still going to make. The they're they're still so. going to be responsible for the distribution of the thing. But uh, they launched this Kickstarter project for Veronica Mars, the movie. So it had gone like. Three seasons. I did not watch season three. I watched season two. I loved season two. I went back and watched some of season one, which was unfortunately a little spoiled by season two. But uh, still, great show. Really well well written. Loved every character on it. And uh, so I can understand why people wanted to see one of those series that people wanted to see a, a continuation of the character. She was so well done. And it certainly made Kristen Bell queen of the fanboys until... Uh, Felicia Day showed up. Although I think still I'm going to have to go with, with Kristen Bell over over Felicia Day on that one. You know it's funny when you look this stuff up right now. It's been so popular in the news media. I, I just searched. Search is it Rob Kingston. Thomas? Is that what it is? Rob uh, Thomas is the producer. Yes, Rob. Someone's Thomas. screaming at me. No, it's Rob uh, listening to this podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to be, no, it's Rob Thomas. It's you, Rob Thomas. If you try and find the actual Kickstarter site, you, so you just search Kickstarter. Yeah. Veronica Mars, you get all the articles talking about what a successful Kickstarter campaign. Well, it was because the thing is, What's they were now? shooting for a two million dollar budget. They are currently at three million five hundred ninety-four thousand dollars. Right. Okay. So it's a three-day, thirty-day. They've got Kickstarter campaign. days left. Yeah, thirty-day campaign. They wanted to hit two million. They hit it in less than twenty-four hours. Now, like your brother Ben. It slowed down a little bit, but that's a successful Kickstarter, and they still have you know. So they've only made three and a half million now, but uh, it is a successful Kickstarter campaign, and they can make the movie, and you can get digital download, and then DVD, and you, so you get your sequel, and and that's and that's amazing. Uh, what I guess w- what I'm saying was not reported is I re- is before Kickstarter, and Rick's going to speak better to this, even though it's a TV show. Farscape was continued. The Peacekeeper Wars yeah. was funded entirely by fandom. So this is this is where I just feel like it, it's not to take anything away from this, but when the when the press is so incredulous, well, Veronica Mars was a geek show in which nothing truly fantastic, as in unbelievable, happened. So now they're all paying attention to it. But when years ago the sci-fi series. That was that involved Muppets and humans interacting as well, aliens. The Henson, on a, the Henson creature, right? But they, well, you know, they on. weren't. I'm, I'm a lot being, of them were like I'm full being, figures. So. I know, but a lot of Muppets are full figures. Hello, Sweetums. Uh, so, uh, and whatever, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm talking about the Muppet Sweetums. I see. Uh, so, you Sincere. know, so no one pays it. Thank you. No one pays attention. <laughs> To, that it has had precedence. It's just that those earlier those those earlier fans could easily be written off as the geeks, right. and this can't be. This is like normal people funded this. This is still so, this is still really noteworthy in the fact that it happened in two days. And of course, as a result of this, 
What does every other good article that would ask a question ask? Well, what about... Yes, exactly. Firefly. Yeah. Okay. So, and they have said, uh, Zachary Levi has said, well, we could do another Chuck. So there's apparently some, except that Zachary Levi did say the smart thing. He goes, although the, ch- the challenge with Chuck is, I'm pretty sure the people that didn't watch Chuck when it was on television will still not watch this movie. So <laughs> it's like, okay. Chuck decent. was good. I love Chuck. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, you know, right. it was one of those things where yeah, it was, that was another one where it was a fight. And maybe Veronica Mars might, like, I would certainly get, you know, as I have the first two seasons on DVD. I would certainly show my daughter and have her go through Veronica Mars and say, you would love this, love this show. It's a great, great, strong female character. Again, believably written. Have you ever watched Veronica Mars? No. Okay, so one day when you have a child, if you have a daughter... I watched that thing, and, and her relationship with Enrico Colasante as as her father is like I would I watched that, and the first time I watched it was so well written. I, I I did get a little tear. I know I'm a little weepy, because <laughs> what I was thinking was, oh I I can only pray and hope that I have that kind of a relationship with yeah. my daughter when she gets to be that age. It's smart. It's connected. It's trusting. But he was still a good dad. It wasn't like a typical sitcom dad of like you know, oh, he wasn't dumb. But they had a respect for each other. They were, but they were granted bonded by his wife had left him, which is not what I was sitting there praying would happen. But you know, it was that that you know that that it was a, it was a great father daughter, and it was like there was no snarkiness, there was no tearing each other down the way television portrays fathers and daughters too often, which is unusual because it was on the WB, it was on the CW, yeah, or C- uh, well, whichever it was WB was the time, yeah, I think yeah, it was, it was WB, WB yeah. CW. Yeah. or UPN, it might have been UPN, UPN. it was a UPN was. series, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's all CW now, yeah, and but, so it was about the same time as Charmed, I think, the same, yeah, maybe, maybe. Time period. So and I kind of I kind of glossed it over as not not even looking into it until like it was in the third season and I started watching the first season. So you have but seen I, it? No, I have not. I've not. I, okay. I got distracted. I haven't gotten back well, to that's it. What I, so, yeah, I so I haven't gotten to the third season. Yeah. Uh, I think it's all on Netflix now and people, if you wonder what the kerfuffle is about, catch up. It's a fantastic show. So fantastic that uh, both Kevin Smith and Joss Whedon, who were upset that nobody was watching it, took cameo roles in it right. to try to draw attention and to get fans to pay attention. And so Joss Whedon is, of course, like going, oh, crap. And he's actually, that's been the in the press. Like, he's gone, I knew this question and this day would come. What about Firefly? And he basically said, Marvel owns my soul for the next three years. <laughs> There's not, I can't. You know, even if we could kickstart it, we can't. But the other good point, he says, and coincidentally, Disney owns Nathan Fillion because <laughs> he's Castle. So is it if Ca- when Castle comes to an end, right. as it must at some point. So you were saying, stop watching Castle now. No, 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 because I think <laughs> Castle's pretty good. I want Nathan Fillion to have a job. I, would you rather have Castle or Firefly? Firefly. Okay. <laughs> Let's just see where our priorities are. I, I know. I, I, can't I have both? No. No. There's only one Nathan Fillion. Oh. He can work on two things at, at once. once. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, there. And Whedon said, you know, we've got to do Dr. Horrible, too. And more people want that right now. So, yeah. you know, and that's easier, faster to he shoot. He knock out a Dr. Horrible in a weekend, though. Well, considering that he knocked out Much Do About Nothing in a, in a week. Yeah. Uh, or a weekend. That was really just a weekend, I think, that he'd like everybody I, had I'm memorized the sure. roles. He just shot it. And it is coming out in June, which we missed that announcement to be able to say the trailer's out there. And Roadside Attractions is releasing with Lionsgate. 
perfect combination of distributors, yeah. which means Roadside Attractions picked it up, but Lionsgate will actually get it into theaters because Roadside Attractions cannot get things into theaters. But they're good at VOD, and they're good on DVD. And so really excited that that's going to happen. And I watched that and I went, son of a gun. Joss Whedon may have actually just tricked a generation into watching a Shakespeare film <laughs> because it looks, it's all like it all really our people. Cool. It looks really cool. You know, to the point, much ado about nothing, by the way, being re, being developed now by the Yale Repertory Theater as a rock opera. Yes, with uh, with music by Billy Joe Armstrong. Ooh, called these paper bullets about a band out of Liverpool. So recasting the wars as the Beatles. Uh, so I, you know, whatever. I'm just hoping that doesn't suck. But um, do you like my new doublet? Oh yes. And in the world of Marvel movies, the one big casting news that came out was that they have cast their Drax the Destroyer. Now, my hope had been, apparently, Jason Momoa had been in talks, and despite the fact that... I don't Con- know him. Uh, he was Conan, and he's in oh, Game that of guy, Thrones. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Game of Thrones. And, yes. and Conan, admittedly, was bad, but he, was, he was not bad Stargate. in it. He was not bad in it. It was just a badly written film. Uh-huh. Uh, so no, he's great. He'd make a really good Drax. Uh, he did not. He apparently that fell apart, and instead they cast WWE uh, retired WWE yes, wrestler yes. and uh, current. Well, he was training for MMA. I think he's had one fight. Yeah, but if he gets into movies, movies. he'll stop no, the I'm MMA sure stuff. Will. Save the yeah, face, Dave Bautista, who had also been on a Smallville episode. He was a Kryptonian villain on Smallville. That's for right, when and there was he's a in Man with the Iron Fists, uh, which I haven't seen. He was the. Uh, was that good? Did you see that? I haven't seen it. Uh, yet. Okay. Uh, that's infuriating not, because I wanted to see that. It's out on DVD now. I know. Yeah, well, because it, it went fast, which is everything's going fast. I mean, even I'm a little like the Hobbit's coming out already. Yeah, it's just like whew, again, our release window well, is getting smaller and smaller. Need to get yeah, remember when it used before. to be like a year or two before something came out on VHS? It's they got to come out with the original uh, one, then they got to come out at least one revision with more material before that's the true. next movie. I'm not. I'm not giving in, no matter how much my son begs me. It's like no. we are not buying this one. No. We simply are not. Because I know how this game is played. Exactly. <laughs> Do you see that gold box on Dad's shelf? The twenty-four hours of Lord of the Rings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not that far. Twelve hours. I think it's twelve hours. No, it's more. If you, it's if fifteen. You, if you add in all the supplemental material. No, no, no I'm not even talking about the supplemental. Oh, you're I'm just talking, talking about the original. Each film. Oh, yes, yes. Each film it's, it's, on the gold box is two Blu-rays. Yes. Preposterous. Yeah. Of Cosserus. Okay, uh, so... Are we still on movies? Uh, we can be. Because the Kick-Ass 2 trailer... Thank you. I forgot out. to mention that, and I did watch that, and Jim Carrey killed me in that trailer. I was not all that excited to see it, and then Jim Carrey as General Stars and Stripes, or Colonel Stars and Stripes, killed me, because I did not expect that voice to come out of him from all the still photos I'd seen. So... I watched it without sound. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, apparently, Colonel Stars and Stripes is like a former mob enforcer. So, and then I had not seen, like, I'd only seen shots from him a distance. So he's missing teeth, and he's like, and he's supposed to be like patriotic. You think he's like going to be the the Arlie Ermy kind of voice? And he looks that way, and he's like, "Hey, no, we got it. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's like he's doing Travolta, uh, <laughs> Travolta on on Nemutal. and just kind of. And uh, at the end, when the dog goes there, he goes, "That's right, you got a dog on you, you know." <laughs> On your nice. testicles. Uh, so it was it, it was very funny looking there. Uh, Aaron Johnson, is that who played young Kickass? Uh, is in incredible shape. 
in that in that trailer. It's like, oh, he's really working out. I haven't read the comic though. Have you read? I didn't read the Kick comic either. Yeah, yeah. And how was it? It's good. Okay. Good continuation. And so it includes both Kick-Ass 2 and Hit Girl. So which were two Hit Girl was a separate series. Right. Series. Hit Girl still going on or yeah. just ended. Okay, but, because uh, because apparently Hit Girl is actually uh, in the movie. The events of Hit Girl are the beginning of Kick-Ass 2, the movie. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, she's so. supposed to be retired. Yeah, and then she goes back out and, yeah. So. She never retires. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wild Chloe Moretz, whatever her other name is. There's a third. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Susan. Well, you know, Lon and I interviewed her. Lon did the on-camera interview at WonderCon years ago when Kick-Ass 1 came right. out. And, and she was six. She was like six and was already talking like she was 40. Yes. She was so <laughs> scarily in control. And like, you know, McLovin was there, whatever his name, uh, Christopher Mintz Plass. Right. And he was like, <laughs> he was McLovin all she's over the place. She's managing my career and now. She's, and she, yeah, no, she's going, would you please just calm down? People would like to speak. You know, it was just like she was so, thank you. My mother and I have discussed the script. We've gone over the script notes and the beats are, you know, we thought, yes, it was a good challenge to my career and blah, blah. You know, I mean, she just. Scary, scary, you know. Yeah. But good. I, I, honestly, she's one an of those. An old soul. An old soul. I've never seen a performance by her that I thought, uh, you know, even, oh, yeah. and, she's, and she can do comedy. I mean, she was on 30 Rock as Alec Baldwin's nemesis, teen nemesis on that. And I'm like. She was awesome. She's funny. She's, she just understands it. She's, she's got it, you know. So, good for her. I still have to watch that, let the vampire one. Let me, in, let the right one in. It's, uh, in let the, me in is the American one. Let me one. in That's is the American one. Let the right one, one in is, is the, the Swedish. So I've only seen the Swedish one. I have, I have the American one and I just haven't had a chance to watch it. So maybe today, uh, huh, huh, I just realized I might have spare time. I could watch something. Uh, crap. Um, uh, no, I can't. You're going to spend all day deciding which one you're going to watch. This is what happens. No, it's not funny. <laughs> that really is like, I, I've I got spare know. time. I don't know I what to choose. It. I can't waste it. <laughs> it's the parable of my, uh, when my, I took one of my nephews to see Star Wars when it was first re-released uh, with with his aunt. And uh, we went to Toys R Us afterwards. He was like six or seven. They, had, and they hadn't seen Star Wars in the theater. The first, you know, And we were all excited. And I thought back to my days of you go to Toys R Us or Kitty World and you want to choose Ooh, a Star Wars Kitty action World. figure. And there were really only like three or four if you were lucky because everybody had bought them out. Yeah. You know, but we went to Toys R Us and, uh, oh yeah, he is back in this country. He got back from his mission. So I hope I, he won't listen to this podcast because I'm going to call him out for bursting into tears in Toys R Us at the age of six. But, but it is a metaphor for my life, I think. Is it, is it, he started crying because he looked at all the Star Wars action figures and said you could get one. And it just went, there's too many choices. <laughs> and I thought, it's true. I totally understand that. Like when I have a moment to get something or, or like it's time to watch something, I don't know. I will displease one of my friends for not having exactly. watched this, but I want to watch this. I want to. Uh. Sincere. <laughs> and then my brain breaks and uh, – and the only thing I know is that I've got a clear room for Doctor Who yes. because uh, Doctor Who is coming, and there was a new trailer released last night, and all. Oh, I haven't seen that one. There was all sorts of Red Nose Day stuff that's online now, and you can see. Um, yes, so the trailer is. We're just two. How many weeks days away is that? This, uh, we're just two days away, March thirtieth. Wow! So the night before, I fly out for New York again. People pray for me. Another reason for PayPal donations: pray for me or my children. So there's a there's in case you don't survive. Five days in New York City, 
with nine Catholic schoolgirls. Uh, so um, those are those are. He's the ward. He's not. I, I, not no, I'm not the ward. I'm you're, the you're the, the mentor. Chaperone. I'm the chaperone. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, it I sounds a, it sounds entirely different, and you don't explain that background. Yeah, I have I have a co chaperone, but I'm I'm not. It's going to be exhausting and, and terrible. And I'm in New York City. I've never been there, and they won't let me see Spider Man. Are you in downtown? Are you in? You're on Manhattan. I, I would have no idea. You're in Manhattan. I've never. I can neither confirm or deny island. that. I, Are you going to go to Midtown Comics? I'm supposed to have some free time. Oh, you need to go if I'm if I'm close. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I will have two periods of free time. One twenty ha- minutes each. Twenty minutes each. <laughs> and um, yeah, maybe. I mean, if I find something, I go. Can we stop now? Can we stop here <laughs> on the bus, please? Let me. I'll give you a list. There's, there's. Just yeah, well, that's right. Because you've been there. Yeah, yeah okay, I. Okay. I you know, I just it just occurred to me that I should probably like ask right over to DC. Somebody like ah, yeah, somebody hey, see if you can get oh, some yeah. interviews. You know, can I go work over? for me? Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I recall that Rick, um, but uh, I don't know that I have that much time, honestly. And uh, it's not really it is sightseeing and it isn't. So, but I know that on March thirtieth, we get Doctor Who, we get the new episodes. Apparently, if you go on to Bleeding Cool, Rick. Uh, they released the next fi- the five posters for the next five episodes, which the BBC cool. pooled, but Bleeding Cool kept them. So <laughs> it's like uh, so you can see a little bit of those. You were not up to the Neil Gaiman episode, but yeah, it, I, I don't feel like it's added any more information. It's just like showing us different uh, things. And then um, there's also Red Nose Day revealed a preview of an episode involving Doctor Who on an airplane. So uh, there's like a With Samuel Jackson. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, Gallifreyans on a plane, and uh, so that's there. It's like they showed two minutes of that, so you can go check that out on on Bleeding Cool. Absolutely recommend. Um, and and yeah, we're, we're, we're all on Doctor Who. We, we we talked a while ago about the the books that are coming out. The eleven books oh, yeah, that yeah, are yeah, yeah, on yeah, Doctor. Yeah. yeah, and they've released photos of all the books. And one of the coolest things about it is the spines. When you line them all up, each one has the Doctor's picture on the spine as you look down. So all standing side by side it's on your like big little books and Hardy Boys together in oh, one. It's just it's great just moment so awesome. for me. And they're all hitting on the same day. I, I can't remember. It's in it's sometime this next. Why month. would you do this to me? Because you can look at mine. Not you. Oh, you son of a... <laughs> uh, Sincere. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm going to tell Debbie how mean you are. And cause I, I know, share. Because I know she doesn't listen to these podcasts. She's forced to listen to too much of it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so I would, did want to go back to Just Beaten because there was a little bit of TV news explaining that, yes, indeed, Agent Coulson, played by Greg... Car- Tell me, help me, Clark Greg, Clark Greg, Greg Carlson, Greg Clark, Greg Clark, no, no Greg, Clark. The Greg Clark, Clark five. That. The, the uh, Clark Greg, played as Agent Coulson, uh, is not in flashbacks on the upcoming Shield show on ABC. He is alive and well in the present day, and he said because because the Marvel universe needs the everyman, and and there is nobody better alive at being the everyman than Clark Greg. And I thought that's actually a pretty good summation of who he's actually of who kind his of persona like the every is. geek too, but know, he's, he's not. But he was on uh, the New Adventures of Old Christine, and he played uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus's ex husband. Yeah, and he was you know he's not a geek. He was like that's just oh, but he played such a good. Coulson was just such a good geek. Yeah, but you didn't really see that until like the the Captain America, the Captain America trading, America trading cards. cards, you know. And so he says, but but you need that. You need a, you need 
a show humanizing element. humanizing what the Marvel Universe is and what is it to be the guy that didn't get the luck of the draw to have superpowers but is still doing the right thing in that world and yeah. that's Clark Gregg he says you know and you can't you had that you had that lightning in a bottle you don't want to let that go so and every now and then he's going to pull out a really big gun oh yes so that's good and we're going to stick you know somebody actually asked me after 300 when are we going to just start the Disney podcast <laughs> <laughs> Because this is where, where Nate starts blinking like in his cold basilisk stare. Oh, now he's stimming himself. He's <laughs> he just likes rocking Disney. back and forth. I like Disney. I like Disney. Disney um, all right. Yeah, well, we all get to work there someday. Again, Disney, we are for sale. Reasonable, just support us. All I want is health care. Um, <laughs> mouse care. Uh, so, anyway, Disney Infinity, which we've talked about because I was saying it was the one thing I was looking forward to most in 2013. A, Rick, set of, a set of figures that hook up to your Rick video explored system. Disney Infinity a little bit, and so this whole world of this kind of game is new to him. So, so you're looking at you're looking at it's a bunch of admittedly really cute, non articulated figures on a base, and then you go, okay, so that's cool, and they but then they sit on a stand, and I go, yeah, well, I had that with that first set of Star Wars figures for Episode One, right? They all stood on uh, it was electronic, and they stole uh, they were about you know six bucks, eight bucks each, and and then you go to the store and you go, I, I'm into this for 80 bucks just to get started. 80 bucks for three figures, one of which I don't care about, and the, the, the attachment to get it to the computer. Okay, how much? It's like for the 11 Doctor Who books that you will read once. And every time I and go over to the Brett Cave, on my well, shelf, no, you are going to have all the, the doctors there. You next are going to have other. the joy of saying, Derek, did you see these? <laughs> I didn't actually count up how much those cost. <laughs> I'm Which just character saying, yes. do you not care about? Um, I'm not. I'm not all that enamored with Monsters Inc. Really. Hmm. Oh, I, I think that I'm much. I my in, my interest is like first Incredibles, then well, then then the whole yeah. Buccaneer Monsters, thing. And Monsters, then Monsters Inc. Inc. I can understand, third. but you know, to to me. Uh, this is a personal note. Monsters Inc. is is like, and, and my daughter reiterated that this, this this past summer we went to Disneyland that she'd had to wait ten years for the sequel to her movie. Yeah, like Monsters Inc. is hers. That's the first movie she remembers seeing. I see, and we loved seeing it because Boo was like my daughter at the time. So for me, that's it. But but it's not the, Monsters the Inc. It's Monsters it University, yes, yes. which is younger, and I'm not as enthused about, but I think I can see the fun. And you don't have to be enthusiastic it about it, have, but it a kid does. It doesn't have does. a pro, uh, protagonist-agantagonist thing, really. I mean, it's kind of envi- us against our environment or the displaced in the wrong environment story, whereas the, the uh, Incredibles no, I has... Think, I don't think that's true. Who's, uh, the, who's the bad guy in Monsters, Inc.? Um, uh, Sully and and uh, Mike Wazowski are uh, are antagonistic to each other in the in the terms of Monsters Inc. And then you right. have the Steve Buscemi character. Yeah, the, uh, he shows up kind of at the end. He's, yeah, but in the yeah. movie in Monsters Monsters Inc. Yes, in Monsters University, allegedly he's much bigger and there's oh, okay. someone else. So I would trust them in this. Okay, but what what they discovered and I it was in when they had done the Toy Story three game is that what kids and I'm sorry again these kinds of products. Embarrassingly enough, are truly aimed at <laughs> yes. children. Because uh, <laughs> you say you're into it for eighty bucks, I'm into it for at least twice that well, because no, I got to buy a set for my son and for me. That was just for the starter, and I was thinking, so if I want the basic Incredibles, it's another thirteen bucks a figure on top of that, so it's like a hundred and twenty, hundred and thirty bucks 
to get to get the set. Right, and I understand so. what you're complaining, but because of, say the one the thing that and that's this, probably about what I spent for those books. The thing, yeah, okay, and <laughs> and that's the beginning, and then they release another doctor book, uh, and then you're there. Um, but the the original uh, the, the game that this is most resembles uh, Skylanders. The first one, Skylander Spyro's Adventure, right. um, is a similar thing. The starter set was eighty bucks, uh, and you came with three figures, and it came with a portal. So all the same thing. It was about eighty bucks, no matter which yeah. which platform you used. Uh, and then the figures go between, depending on the size of the figures. There's a ten dollar set, a ten dollar figure, which is smaller. Now they're in the second game, Skylanders Giants, which are fifteen dollars. Yeah, I saw those. And then those. there are play sets that are like twenty-five bucks, and occasionally there are sales. And I um, so what's a play set? So, so similar to what Disney is doing is, uh, if you have a Skylanders um, figure, if, if you if you have the Skylanders game, there are areas of the game that are locked unless you actually have the play set. That allows you then you place it in. So there's, so there's so like an unlock key for. A there's area. One, yeah. There's one that's a there's an island, and and my son showed this to me. I, I don't have this particular playset, and I haven't I've only played like the first chapter of each game, because um, I play with my son. And there is a like there's a, a pirate ship with two figures that go there. So you can't go into the island and, and have the pirate war unless you have the ship. Uh, to go on to the portal that unlocks it. There's also one involving a haunted castle, so which is most intrigued me because I like to see these kids do that. You know, the, this the is kind of like World of Warcraft because I I remember getting in World of Warcraft. But with figures, I, I got on a ship and I I started going out and they said, "No, we're going back because you have not bought the expansion to go to that island." Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it yeah. is. They're expansion packs. Okay, but the thing is, from a kid's point of view, they're not just expansion packs. They're because figure they got kits. A figure. They're figure packs, so yeah. they can play with those separately and imagine the wars, which they, which I, 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 wit- I witnessed. My son does. He plays with those figures and he puts them antagonistically, and he's imagining doing their voices. So it is two levels of imagination. Yeah. So it was only logical when that first leak out came that Disney was looking at something like that. I went because that's exactly it was. That was you, we the missed hand the hand motion. We missed the hand. Yeah. Yes, I have. That's uh, looking around. A root is my left hand. Um, and uh, I I knew that you know whatever it would look at is exactly. It was only a matter of time before Disney leaped onto that because once you have that, like I said, when they discovered Toy Story three, kids enjoyed the free play, which which has been in games for a while for adults. Like um, you know, City of Heroes obviously is a free right. a free range. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, but Toy Story three apparently had like toy box mode and you could go and I didn't play the game didn't have it but you could go and explore all kinds of corners and do whatever you want and just do and especially little kids love the repetitive actions and things with, but with the familiarity of characters they like right. so they've created toy box mode here so this is the, the brilliant thing is kids want to see that crossover you say because sure Monsters University isn't interesting to you if there's a game attached to that but if you could put Mr. Incredible in Monsters University, yeah. might there be something more interesting happening there? And if those characters could play, once you get Jack Skellington, for example, the, the base set is Mr. Incredible, Sully, and Jack Sparrow uh, from Pirates. So, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So, the three of those, right. you know, those three lands will come with that first basic game. And then you have all these different things that expand out. Um, while it was dazzling to you the, about the price, but I'm used to that. Like, I bought so much Skylanders stuff. For the two games that my son has, the advantage of Infinity, as far as I can see right now, is that actually, for a little less, they probably will have abrogated the need 
for further cartridges or further discs for uh, individual standalone games because now you have this system you could just go onto the main server and program in this that has to be unlocked so for the next uh, princess movie that comes out frozen coming out next uh, next next winter is ice queen the ice uh, the ice Snow Queen. Snow That's Queen. the the answer. Snow Queen is the, Snow Queen. the mythology, right? Right. right. So um, Frozen's going to come out, and um, so you could have a Frozen figure pack with a disc that with a little disc that goes on the portal that the server would feed out and unlock the game, and you'd right. have the whole game, and you'd have action figures. Right. It wouldn't be the deluxe pack. That would just be it, and so. I don't know if Disney's going to go that road. I'm not saying I, that I can prognosticate because what I'm seeing here is this would be better because it transcends platforms. That's the other thing is, you know, what made Skylanders brilliant is, while, yes, I had to buy it. So my son had it on Wii. Um, and I didn't want to have it on the Wii because that's in a kind of a public room where, his, you know, uh, he, he would be taking up too much time in the way of, of other people doing stuff. So I said, I had a PS3 in my room. I said, okay, I'll buy it for the PS3. and But he can play it on the Wii and those action figures can have experience. Or those action figures. Those figures can have experiences that they remember that get stored They're on stored the, figure, the figure. That get stored on the figure, so he can go to my PS3 and he plugs it in and says, "Oh, and you have all these abilities, and you have gotten these uh, extra items, and they're all remembered in the figure instead of in the game." Right. So he can take that. Ga- he can go and play that. So that goes from Wii to PS3. Now, if I'm reading everything right on Infinity. Disney is controlling like Little Big Planet, which has been a PS3 only game, right? Because the Sony servers are controlling, and you could build a world and upload it, and I can play on PS3 because people have done Marvel mods and Tron mods and all kinds of designs for, P- for, for Little Big Planet. for Little Big Planet Two, at least that that I can go, you can go on there and you can play online with other people or you can just download their worlds they've designed these worlds and these things like my son discovered a i hate justin bieber world where every task was to destroy an avatar of justin bieber he didn't understand why people hated him so much but he still found it funny to blow him up and so the thing is that in toy box mode if i'm understanding correctly everybody can participate everybody can create and this is an amazing stimulation for children Sure. Learning how to create and upload and share as, it makes creation a social activity. As my as my now nine year old happy birthday Luke said, uh, you know, I was pointing out like to to uh, Minecraft how he is all excited about all the mods. Oh yeah, and I'm thinking, wow, you're already dealing with that, you know, and it, boy, that's hard to keep track of. Thanks for you know, it, because of all the all the ancillaries on YouTube, all the Minecraft videos and right. stuff, and all the new words my son has learned as a result of being obsessed oh. with Minecraft. Um, Thank you, gaming community. I lift my drink at you with a finger. Um, <laughs> sarcasm. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sarcasm. <laughs> Thank you. You are falling down on the job. Sorry, mate. I was falling asleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Sincere. to top it, though, Skylanders is coming out with the next game, Skylanders Swap Force, they announced at Toy Fair, which means that, okay, Disney's got the characters. You know, the Swap Force are new characters that are split in half, and so you can combine, you can mix and match powers once you've established who they are, what they can do, and now you can combine and to create new characters and, and new new abilities, and that has blown my young son's mind. So, so, so 
is he going to want to maintain both these worlds for himself, or is he going to is he going to is it going to be two systems enter, one system leaves? <laughs> well, no, you know he's still he's still got a Wii. Um, right. Actually, although he's saving up for a Wii U, so it may be on Wii, which will be available. Uh, so he'll do that, and that's again the thing is I can buy. My no, I mean, I mean he's he's got his Skylanders investment that'll play on both of your platforms. He absolutely and then the, intends the Infinity. Is he going to maintain both of these? What I think is he's expecting Dad to maintain Infinity <laughs> okay. at this point. Um, no, because he is he has gotten really into Disney because of uh, my enthusiasm, as he tells me, uh, Dad, I I miss Disneyland. You have to take me back again. So we're making the plans for Christmas vacation. He knows save. how to play you. It's not hard, <laughs> you know. No, it, 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 it's it's not. Dad, I love you so much when we're at Disneyland. Yes, <laughs> I don't see the point. Take Justin; you'll see what he says. I don't know. It's a <laughs> says, I'll see you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, no, I'm at that golden point. Look, come on, and any of you who are young parents and uh, uh, understand this, uh, I'm at that golden point where where the where my where it's the courtship of Eddie's father. My son's best friend is his dad. That's great. I got maybe two more years left of that. Maybe three. Yeah. And then it's going to be Sia. And so, dude, yeah, I'm going to let him play me as much as he wants. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to miss those days. Like, when you may hate Barney when Barney's in your house. Yeah. But when Barney's out of your house. Man, you, you miss you, Barney. You miss Barney because it's a thing of innocence. It's a thing of you love that stage with that kid. And so, you know, sorry. Uh I've I figured that out early. That's why I love the jungle. You know why I love the jungle? Because the jungle had a speed racer video game, <laughs> a sit down speed racer video game with old '60s speed racer graphics. It was amazing. Did, was Jim Jim in the uh, trunk? I I didn't check the trunk. There was the smell of dead monkey. <laughs> uh, so, or that might have been children sweating. Uh, so. Anyway, there. I hope I've allayed your fears and started your co- your your fund for your Disney Infinity we'll see, set. We'll see. Reporting later. It's fun. It's fun, Rick. It's fun. Got a lot of books to read. <laughs> sure, you don't have a job. You have time. Yeah. No. All right. Anyway, uh, we once once again want to thank the Cafe Stretch here in the Sofa District in San Jose. What's that address? I can't see. From 374. 374 South, South First, First Street, Street in downtown San Jose, California. Fantastic restaurant. Just reopened. It was in the spot. It is in the spot where uh, Ulipia was. It really is. It's, you know, same owners or same ownership vaguely. Same family. And uh, just kind of revamped to be, I think, a little... Uh, a little more economical, uh, and so this is they're, they're artists friendly. They're 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 really wanting. Oh to yeah, be a, and know. they're going to be they're going to be doing jazz. They're going to be doing shows down here, and they're gracious enough to say we could be one of the shows. So like this afternoon, and eh, we're just kind of alone. But you know, if we get somebody big, we'll come down here. We'll set up on a stage, and uh, we'll see if uh, you know celebs will come in. So if you're a celeb passing through San Jose, <laughs> let's see. And certainly late night after Big Wow, when that comes up, man, this would be the place to yeah, get some definitely. comics pros. And it's not far, not too far from the convention center. So really convenient place. Love it. Thank you to the Borgenhagen family for letting us sit here and waste our afternoon and uh, take up valuable table space. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. All right. Nate and I are in the green again. I want to point out Nate's wearing a fabulous green Hulk T-shirt. Not a Red Hulk t-shirt, for that no, to be wrong. No, He's wearing a green one, and I'm wearing a green lantern shirt. And, uh, and I'm just green with envy. Ah, uh, there <laughs> we go. And so, 
Uh, we say once again, listen to us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, pick us up on PayPal, listen to us on Stitcher, pick us up on PayPal, uh, listen to us on the www.fanboyplanet.com and donate money to us on PayPal or pick up Sparks on Amazon. Until the next time we meet for episode 302, I am Derek McCaw. I am Nate Casta. And I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.